At photographycourse.net, you'll be able to swap your expertise with other photographers, make light instead of wishing for it, expand your portfolio, and receive feedback from professionals, all of which will develop your artistic eye. Photographycourse.net offers an abundance of premium courses and challenges for participants at every stage of their journey, from technical settings for portrait photography, to landscape composition tricks, to how to start your own photography business, we have everything you need to start shooting confidently. You can work at a pace that suits you. Our 52-week project challenge will provide you with the educational resources, encouragement, and support that you need to take great photographs every week. You can join us at any time as our themes are evergreen. You can also start by shooting every day and learning something new with our 365 Days of Photography course. Led by an industry expert who has mentored over 10,000 students, this course will help you take your photography skills to the next level with daily, bite-sized videos. Throughout the process of learning, you'll have access to a community that will provide you with inspiration and motivation. Get encouragement from other photographers every single day. Our current limited time offer comes with a special discount code exclusive to the listeners of this podcast. Get 50% off your first year as a premium member. Claim this discount by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join photographycourse.net and capture more than just a moment. This episode is sponsored by photographycourse.net. Our 365 Days of Photography course is now live. This is an amazing opportunity for you to grow as a photographer. My teammate, Kevin LJ, has produced this course in a step-by-step -step format, which is very easy to follow. He presents it in bite-sized lessons, each with a practical challenge. You'll learn and practice a new aspect of photography every single day. If you've been wondering how you can improve your photography without having to commit time to long lessons, this is the course for you. We've designed each lesson to be around five minutes long, and you can spend as much time on the challenges as you like. There's also a friendly forum where you can share the photos you take and get constructive feedback from others on the course. Kevin's professional photography experience is extensive. He covers not only photography essentials, but also many genres of photography throughout the course. You will learn far more about photography than simply how to use your camera. For our listeners, we are offering a very special discounted price of $99 instead of the launch price, which is $149. The final price will soon be $365, so make sure to take advantage of this great deal today. Go to greatbigphotographyworld.com slash 365 to claim your discount. Hello everyone, my name is Taya and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World podcast, where we interview notable photographers in the industry, give advice on a wide variety of topics, and provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. This episode is a special one for me because it focuses on the work of a photographer that I've been admiring for a very long time. Felicia Simeon is a Romanian fine art photographer with a very impressive portfolio and a beautiful life story. We talk about her many years of experience, her background in cultural anthropology, and much more. Please enjoy. Hey Felicia, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Please introduce yourself to the listeners. Hi, Taya. I'm really happy to be here with you. My name is Felicia Simeon. I'm 26 years old and I live in Bucharest, Romania. I'm mainly a fine art photographer, but I also do documentary work. 
I've been taking photos for 13 years now, and uh, I'm mainly interested in themes such as relationship between human and nature, motherhood, body, tradition, uh, or home. Mm -hmm. Those are beautiful themes, and you explore them wonderfully in your work. And the listeners probably don't know this, but I've been a fan of your work for a long time, as you know yourself. Um, I started out by being inspired by a lot of photographers on a website called DeviantArt, and you were one of the first people whose work I discovered there. So you were basically one of the people that I can credit my photography passion to. And Thank was, you. You're very welcome. And it was just, even back then, even when I was 12, and this was over 11 years ago, your work was just, it truly stood out. So it has some kind of magical element to it that I can't really describe. And I encourage the listeners to check out your work as they listen to this podcast so they can understand the essence of it. So I look forward to the conversation we'll have about your own photography. Thank you so much, Diane. What camera equipment do you use? Uh, for now, I use a Canon Mark III with uh, three lenses, a 50mm f1.4 lens, a 70-40mm f4 lens, and a 70-200mm uh, f4 lens. Mm -hmm. These are do you have my Do you have a favorite of any of those lenses? I have the 50mm f1.4 lens, which I use uh, mostly for portraiture. This is my favorite lens, yeah. Yeah, I think it's really, first, first of all, it's very affordable, and it's so pleasant to use. If you're looking, the background blurring is amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. really cute, yeah. <laughs> it's cute, yeah. Um, as I mentioned, you're one of the very, very first photographers whose work I was inspired by on DeviantArt. It's been such a joy to see you flourish throughout the years. Is there anything you wish your younger self knew when she was just getting into photography? I think if I were to tell my younger self something, is that it would require a lot, a lot of patience to get to where I was dreaming of, you know, because when I was uh, 13 and I started photography, I had big dreams. I have dreams of working for National Geographic and <laughs> traveling the world and being part of the Magnum Photos Agency. And so I already saw myself in such light but of course I'm still not there and uh, I wonder how much of my dream has still remained but um, many times I try to encourage myself that I'm actually on my way to something I don't know what that something is anyway uh, my younger self should also know that it's not going to be easy and that the road will be paved with lots of difficulties uh, within the photographic industry but uh, she should also know that there will be lots of glimpses of beauty along the way that will keep her moving on. So, yeah, for what it's worth, uh, it's going to be worth it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is a very beautiful answer. And I agree with you, especially regarding patience. I remember when I first started, I was super impatient because I wanted to reach my dreams immediately. I just had, like you, these big dreams and I had no idea how to reach them because I knew nothing about photography. So yeah, whenever a photo shoot wouldn't work out, I would get so upset and frustrated. And then I learned with time that you really <laughs> patient. So yeah, it's a it's a very good tip and something that the listeners, especially beginners, um, should learn from. Definitely be patient and definitely understand the the essence of what you're doing and understand that it'll take some time to get to where you want to be. Yeah, loads of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but it doesn't have to be a discouraging thing, as you said. I mean, no. I'm not sure whether you've been taking photos for 13 years, as you said. So it's been it's been a very long and fulfilling journey for you, as I've seen. I've done a ton of research on your work and seen the awards you've won and 
how much you've progressed as a photographer. And I feel like that alone is very fulfilling. Thank you. You also have a degree in ethnology, cultural anthropology, and folklore. I can imagine that it was eye-opening to learn about different cultures. You often refer to anthropology when you talk about your work. When did you realize that you were passionate about the subject? I think that even as an adolescent, I was passionate about anthropology because uh, I always dreamt about going places and uh, photographing faraway cultures. But the turning point when, was when I finished the bachelor's degree in photography and video and decided to continue my studies in uh, ethnology and cultural anthropology. So I've always kind of loved the stories that I found, for example, inside a rural uh, environment. And I figured that I would learn much more about it by pursuing a degree in anthropology. So that was my main motivation, was about learning uh, about the rural communities. But then uh, inside the academic world, I found much, much more than I expected. Mm -hmm. That is very interesting. Yeah, I think it really, really helps to not just focus on photography as a photographer, but also to expand your interests and try different themes and see what other interests you have outside of photography because they can really help you and enhance your, your photo shoots. Yeah, I was actually inspired by uh, Salgado when I saw his movie and uh, he talked about having a degree in economy. And mm. I thought, yeah, I think uh, something besides photography uh, could actually put a lot of inspiration in my uh, artistic journey. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And also with photography, I mean, everybody gets tired of what they do if you keep doing the same thing every day, no matter how much. Yeah. So it helps sometimes if you need a break, you can just lean on other interests. I mean, for me personally, it has helped greatly. So I never feel guilty for not taking photos for an extended period of time because I know I'm gathering inspiration from other interests. It's a good thing. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. The online photography environment has changed significantly since you first started taking photos. Now, platforms like Instagram are homes to, home to billions of professional photos. Where do you like to share your photos and why? I mostly prefer sharing my photos on Instagram, but I do share them on Facebook and sometimes 500px as well. Mm -hmm. I prefer Instagram, though, because it's a kind of um, familiarity that surrounds my page with people I've come to know from the online environment and whose works I follow as well. I actually gave up having a Facebook page since the reach became lower and lower. So now I share my images on my personal Facebook, which again is full of people I know. So I think I would vote for Instagram and uh, Facebook and 500px. Photographycourse.net is a place where you can find an abundance of photography inspiration in different forms like premium courses, articles, video tutorials, editing resources, and much more. We have a thriving community where you can meet new people, receive constructive criticism, and discover new ideas every single day. Here is a message from one of our top community members, Robert Morton. Hi, my name is Rob. I specialize in wildlife photography and landscape photography. I'm a member of photographycourse.net online community. I like the community because you get some fantastic ideas and some great feedback. So take your photography to the next level by clicking the link in the description. That's what I did and I haven't looked back.
If you want to join our online community, go to photographycourse.net and enter the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member. Our 365 Days of Photography course is the ultimate learning experience for new photographers and even those with some experience. This course, presented in bite-sized lessons, teaches you step-by-step the essentials of photography and beyond. Get your discount code by visiting greatbigphotographyworld.com slash 365. Yeah, those are good choices. And that's an interesting point that you emphasized with it being familiar to you, because I think it's not just about sharing your work on platforms that are currently popular. It's about how you feel when you share your photos on those platforms. So yeah, yeah, it's a, for me too, I like to share photos on my personal Facebook because a lot of the people there, most of them are friends of mine on my friends list. So it helps to see the same faces, the same names, commenting and liking. It creates this community rather than just like a strange place where you feel like random people are liking your photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this sense of community, like you said, that uh, is created and I'm fond of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You took such stunning photos during your pregnancy. I'm a big fan. Each photo has a deeper meaning, which you explain on your website. Now you have a beautiful little girl whom you photographed with such grace. Do you have any advice for parents who want to document their child's life as creatively as you do? Oh, well, thank you very much. I actually wish I could document uh, my daughter's life much more than I do now. But if I were to give a piece of advice, I think that would be to never underestimate the little moments, you know, the ones that usually become unnoticed. I think photography has this gift of storytelling through the fleeting, through the ephemeral and the unseen. And um, I believe we should all be more focused on those kind of moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a wonderful answer. I've really seen that in my own life too. You get used to your environment if it's like a daily routine. But then if there's a change that happens with time or a big change that happens suddenly, you forget the little things in your daily routine. And it really, really yeah these photographs that you can look back on with time and and appreciate and cherish and, you know, say thank you to yourself for photographing them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, for me too, it's a big changes, big life events are very easy to remember because it happens suddenly and they affected you in a significant way, but with daily routine. Yeah. For me, I like to take photos with my phone. I've just, even my table, the way it's set up sometimes every few weeks, just because I think that'll be a nice way, a nice thing to look back on with time and be like, okay, that's, that was how I organized things or this was my life at that point in time, even if it wasn't exactly life-changing or anything. Yeah, it can also be a kind of memory exercise. Much of my work uh, was focused, has been focused on uh, the theme of home or my own environment. And uh, it's quite challenging, actually, to do this. It could be easier i don't know if easy is the right word but it could be more convenient at times to just travel somewhere and take uh, photos because you're inundated with uh, lots of news and Mm -hmm. when that happens uh, you tend to get much more inspired but when you're in your own environment for a long time well that's the challenge find the new in the old or something like that yeah, finding new and old, that's really beautiful. Uh, I really like that. I think it's very important for photographers to keep in mind because, yeah, it is very difficult to look at stuff that you that you look at every day from a new perspective. Yeah. Difficult. Where do you find the creative ideas for something that you look at every single day, like your apartment or your home or 
um, the places you go to. So yeah, I think it's a skill that you can develop with time, seeing potential and everything. Yeah. What amazes me the most about your work is how skilled you are at taking photos of everything. And I really mean everything. Landscapes, people, architecture, and the list goes on. You're also very good at editing and retouching. I know that many photographers want to have the ability to photograph anything beautifully. What advice would you give to those people? I guess it's the piece of advice that I give myself too. Uh, that would be to do the exercise of taking photos of everything, even though it seems for no reason at all. I believe in the power of practice and failure and practice again. So to give you an example, when I did my series uh, home, I didn't know from the beginning how things would go. I had inside my archive uh, photos of houses that I had photographed through the car window, which didn't seem to have any relevance at all if I were to take them uh, solely. And also I had plain landscapes with fields and beaches and stuff that didn't seem interesting at all, actually. But um, when the idea of the series came to me, I decided to make uh, colleges uh, out of the photos I had in my archive. And the results turned out pretty interesting. So I think recycling photos is always an option. It's good to have as many pictures as possible because you never know when an idea will will strike and how you can combine these images into something new. Mm. Yeah, that's very beautiful. That's an interesting perspective that I've never really considered. And it's cool, the whole idea of recycling photographs. Yeah, I mean, even if you feel like the photos you're taking, let's say you're photographing, I don't know, Christmas decorations. I'm saying Christmas decorations because I'm looking at my tree now. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that pops into mind, but yeah, I mean, if you want to see photos of Christmas decorations or just some random leaves in your home, plants, uh, paper, whatever. If you feel, as Felicia said, that it's not useful to you in any way, I think you have to reconsider that because you can essentially recycle things and turn them into something, you know, into a much bigger project and into something that will have a much more significant effect in your creative life. That's a really cool perspective. Thank you. You've worked on many creative photography projects, including home. Do you have a favorite? I don't know if I have a favorite, but I could uh, choose a bit um, the ethnography series uh, because the process has been full of journeys, uh, encounters with beautiful people, and uh, an insatiable thirst to discover almost forgotten customs and traditions. I'm also fond of Not From Here and uh, Through a Land of Deserts and Pits, with pits which I took uh, in the Atacama Desert. These are a series of self-portraits uh, and um, I'm fond of them because they gave me a chance to travel and actually made a performer out of myself. So it is this perspective of taking self-portraits which really intrigued me. And, um, yeah, really boosts up my creativity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your photo series, which is titled Not From Here, I was very fascinated by it. And I've seen a lot of articles focusing on it because I think it's a very unusual approach to photography and very different to what you've done in the past. I mean, in the past, you yeah. photographing people and yourself, just faces. But this is almost faceless, right? It's you in a suit, which is checkered, yeah. different colored suits. The one that I really stood out to me was the one that's checkered. And I remember on your website, you said something about feeling a bit exposed, even though you were completely covered. And I thought that was an interesting just approach to photography, very interesting perspective, very interesting way of challenging yourself as a photographer. And it's cool that you were fulfilled because of it. 
Thank you. Okay, Felicia, my last question for you is, what is the one thing you'd like to achieve in this great big photography world? Oh, well, uh, I still hope to be able to make a living through photography uh, because it can be difficult at times. I have to uh, mention this uh, here because uh, in this pandemic times, it's become a bit uh, more difficult to make a living uh, just through photography. And it's something very terrestrial, let's say, that it's a very terrestrial wish that I have. But, uh, you know, it's good to remind ourselves we're, we're only human. Um, uh, beside this, I hope to have the opportunity to travel as much as possible because it's uh, one gift that photography has given me, uh, the opportunity to travel. For example, um, I wouldn't have arrived in the Atacama Desert to do the project if it weren't for um, me winning a photography contest. So <laughs> this relationship between uh, photography and travel has been very important in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I'm sure you'll be able to travel more and earn even more money from your photography because you're truly an outstanding photographer. And thank you for sharing a lot of tips and advice that I think the listeners will find helpful. And I, I will share all the links to Felicia's work in the description. Please check her out. Be inspired by her work. And definitely be inspired to take more photos of different things. Thank you, dear Taya. It's been a wonderful pleasure to talk to you. Likewise. Okay. Talk soon. Bye-bye. It's been a joy for me to see Felicia grow as an artist over the years. And I really look forward to watching that documentary she mentioned. I hope her elegant approach to photography was relatable and that it inspired you to appreciate all of your unique interests and the way they affect your work. See you next week! There's a simple reason why PhotographyCourse.net is the highest rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. Why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography. While you're at it, claim your special discount code by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member.